Greetings, hello, and welcome to the second episode of Legally Victorious, the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about something that we all dread, or you might love it for some reason. We're going to talk about the LSAT. We're going to get into that today. However, the verse of the day comes from James 1, 2 through 4, which reads, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. Without further ado, guys, let's get into it. Greetings, hello, and welcome to another episode of Legally Victorious, a podcast with your host, Malia Dickerson. Today, I want to talk to you guys about something that's super important in the application process, the LSAT. Whether you agree with the idea of taking standardized tests or not, it's something that has to be done, especially if you want to go to law school. My personal opinion is I don't like standardized tests. They're long, they're boring, and who likes sitting in one place for X amount of hours? But guys, I'm keeping it real with you, and I will always keep it real with you. The LSAT is inevitable. It's a pill that we have to swallow. We have to take the LSAT if you want to become a lawyer. So whether you like standardized tests or not, get ready because it's coming. Before we get deeper into some LSAT talk, I definitely want to share my experience and my journey with the LSAT and how long I studied and how I studied and what I used to study. So when I was studying for the LSAT, COVID-19 had just struck. So basically, guys, I didn't have to clear my schedule to really study In fact, my schedule was cleared for me by Miss Corona. With that being said, I acknowledge I didn't have to fit my LSAT study time into my everyday schedule because my everyday schedule didn't exist. If you guys can imagine, I had time on top of time to sit and study for this test because I literally couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't hang out with anybody. You couldn't even hug anyone. Drifting away from that, guys, I want to talk about the one question that I've been asked time and time again, which is how long did I study for the LSAT and how long should you study for the LSAT? Now, being completely honest, I studied for four months hard studying. I studied six months in total. The first two months I studied is when I was still in school and I really didn't sit down and buckle down and study when it came to the LSAT. I was kind of light studying here and there. I studied the evenings that I went to the library, I was studying in between there. I studied after practice, after I finished studying for my actual schoolwork because I had tests and stuff that came with being an undergrad. So I had things like that I had to take care of first. And then I fit the LSAT in for maybe like two hours of the day. And I knew that that was not going to be sufficient. So I knew that when it got a little bit closer, I was definitely going to have to buckle down and hard study. But then quarantine happened. So I had no choice but to study because I had nothing else to do. So I had four months of hard drilling and studying for the LSAT. So I will Go ahead and just tell people that I did study for four months really vigorously, but six months in total. So in reflection, I would say that I spent the first two months of very light studying, get myself more familiarized with the structure and everything like that of the test because I did manage to pull about two hours a day in that time frame. And then switching to the final four months of that study time of the six months where I was putting in about eight hours a day. And I did put myself on a strict schedule, so I was basically hitting eight hours a day. So the question is, why did I choose to allot myself six months to study for the LSAT? Well, I knew that six months was the minimum amount of time that I was going to wait to start looking at the material. And if I didn't feel like I was ready in that 
amount of time in that six months, I was not going to take the test. Because by no means, guys, do not take the LSAT if you are not ready, if you do not feel ready, because this test is a beast and you want to attack it at the best of your ability. Coming from a personal standpoint, I think that I made the right decision for myself. I think that six months was a perfect amount of time. Even when I split it up with light and heavy studying, I think that I made a good choice for me and my circumstances, especially since the time that I had, I was in complete isolation, so I didn't have to compete with anything else going on in life, like I said earlier. So I think that this was great for me. But of course, if you need more time, guys, take the time that you need. If you need, I don't know, four months, you need six months, you need a year, you need two years, take what you need to study for the LSAT because I promise you guys, you will not regret it. So another question that I get a lot is how did I study? So I would say that if I broke it down, that the first four months out of my six months of studying in total, I self-studied. And then for the final two months, I took a course with an instructor and that was super helpful because it allowed me to kind of pick up any slack that I had created for myself when I was self-studying but I do not want to neglect the idea of self-studying because it allowed me to kind of work through problems on my own and figure it out and then use a instructor later to come and polish what I didn't know or what I didn't grasp myself. Do I think that this is a method that everyone should use? Not exactly. I do understand and I acknowledge the fact that there is no one size fit all way of doing anything, especially when it comes to studying. But I know that for me in my circumstance and my situation and in my experience, I enjoy the idea and the aspect of figuring it out myself and then going to an instructor slash teacher slash whatever person that teaches LSAT <laughs> and having them sort of fill in the gaps of everything that I guess I wasn't as polished on. So that was super helpful for me. I would also say that this method was super helpful for me because I was able to come to the instructor that I had with specific questions and I could be able to focus on exactly what I needed to know and what I was struggling on because I was able to identify it beforehand. Next, guys, lies the one question that is so popular that I get asked so much, and that is, what did I use to study for the LSAT? And I'm going to be honest with you guys, I did not just use one company alone. I actually used multiple different companies and organizations when I was studying for my LSAT. The things that I used for the LSAT was the PowerScore Bibles. I did all three of them for each section of the LSAT. Those were super helpful. And I used these during my time when I was self-studying. So I was able to work through problems and read about them and correct myself and retry and redo. And then I also used Khan Academy. Khan Academy is super cool and it's super helpful because it is free. So guys, you don't have to spend money on it. And it was just as helpful. And I know so many people that use Khan Academy only and they were able to efficiently study for the LSAT and achieve the score that they wanted. Along with that, guys, I paid for LSAT Max. Now, the thing with LSAT Max is that it didn't come with an instructor, but it did come with a lot of practice tests. It came with different drills and things like that I could take. So I was still doing the aspect of self-studying. Now, when I decided to go and get an instructor, I did it through Blueprint and Blueprint was so helpful. My instructor was amazing. And they also sent me different books and workbooks that I can use that were kind of like the PowerScore Bibles, but was more on track of my classes for, for Blueprint. And my classes for Blueprint lasted two months. So that was super helpful. And I think that Blueprint really took my score to the max. 
Also guys, I wanna circle back around to LSAT Max and those also had videos that really broke down the different concepts about what was going on in the LSAT. So that was super helpful too. So don't think that you're just reading stuff, like they're just giving you reading material because they do provide videos. And I like the videos, but I also liked using Blueprint at the same time because I could also watch the videos and then I can go to class and ask a professor like, hey, what's going on here? I will say that I'm a 100% believer in investing in your future and investing in your education. The idea of taking on the LSAT in this one period of our lives is something that we will only experience once. And once it's over, guys, we are absolutely done with it. I feel that if it makes sense for you and your situation and you can also afford it financially, I think that you should invest in a LSAT prep course. However, if you cannot afford this, please do not under any circumstance feel that you are not going to be successful on this test. There are so many free resources that don't require you spending thousands of dollars. So what is the LSAT anyways? The LSAT is a skills-based exam designed to test your critical reading and analytical thinking skills that are crucial for the success in law school. On the traditional LSAT, you're going to face six different sections of the test. Two logical reasoning sections, one logic games, one reading comprehension, and one experimental section. Keep in mind that you're not gonna be able to tell on the test which is the experimental section, so treat every single section like it's going to be graded. Lastly, you have your writing sample. Though this is not going to be graded, it's going to be sent to law schools to have a writing sample for you on file. Also, keep in mind that every single section on the LSAT is 35 minutes long, and after you finish the test, you will receive a score between 120 and 180. 180 being the absolute best, and 120 being the absolute worst. Hey everybody, we are reaching the end of the episode. Thank you for tuning in to Legally Victorious, the podcast with your host, Malia Dickerson. I hope you guys all became a little bit more knowledgeable about the LSAT if you weren't already. We will definitely talk more about this exam because it's such a huge piece of the application process. I hope you guys have an amazing week and I will see you guys on the next episode. This has been Legally Victorious, the podcast. Greetings, hello, and welcome to another episode of Legally Victorious, a podcast with your host, Malia Dickerson.